The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hey guys, welcome back. So today I'm joined by the lovely Ali. She is a hypnobirthing practitioner. So I'm really excited to talk to her today because as some of you know, I am now doing hypnosis with my clients and I haven't had children yet. So I know that when I do have my first baby, hypnobirthing is the thing, thing I'm going to go straight to. So chatting to Ali today is not only for my benefit to get to know about hypnobirthing, but it's for yours too. So hi, Ali. Hi, Pippa. Thank you so much for having me today. You're so welcome. I'm so jealous you're in Brisbane right now. Mm, it's, um, it's not as warm and toasty as it usually is, so. Winter. Yeah. Definitely yeah, we better don't do it well in Brisbane, do we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with hypnobirthing, how did you get into this and, you know, why hypnobirthing? So hypnobirthing for me, I think was like a, a slow kind of progression. Like for me, it makes perfect sense now why I'm here. But if you'd asked me 15 years ago, I don't think this is where I would have thought I would have been. So I've always been like curious and interested and um, my lovely mother-in-law who you and I met through um, she always says that I kind of walk this line between being um, like a bit mainstream but also a bit woo-woo um, and I think that's me kind of to a T so prior to this I've always kind of had like a an urge or like a need to support people in kind of vulnerable situations so I've worked in childcare. Uh, I've worked with people with disabilities and then up until recently I was a clinical nurse um, so it's always just been that pull for people who just need that love and need that support and kind of need someone to advocate for them and kind of create the best outcome for them um, I thought about midwifery uh, like sort of when I was like 18 19 but I just thought I'm so young how I don't I don't know how women would respond to a 19 year old midwife um which I think in hindsight what I know now and the midwives that I've met you know they don't all have children I think it probably would have been okay but that wasn't my journey this was my journey um so I had um I had like this thought in my mind since forever, like since I was a really, really young girl that I wanted to have a natural birth and I knew I didn't want pain relief. And even as like a five, six, seven, eight-year-old, this was like a really firm belief in my mind. And I don't know why, and I don't know where it came from because I didn't have anyone around me that was sort of putting the energy out. Everyone, you know, my mum had epidurals and like it wasn't a thing in my world, but for me, it, it was. Um, so when I fell pregnant with my son, I knew that that was the sort of birth that I wanted. And my husband was really, really eager for that too. We really shared that value. Um, and the only person I knew who sort of spoke positively about their birth was my sister-in-law. Um, and she suggested I went and did the hypnobirthing course. 
So I went and did hypnobirthing and after the first session, I just walked out and I was like, I am in love. <laughs> Everything about this course is so beautiful and, you know, it's so helpful and I'm learning so much. And I just knew that it was going to really be helpful in my birth, but I knew that I needed to share this with sort of everyone that I could. So we did the course. Um, we had a really beautiful water birth with our son and then I'd planned to do my training after having my son um, and the dates that it lined up with um, the course, I would have been about 39 weeks pregnant with my daughter at the time. So I thought that that would be fine, but my husband kind of being the realist kind of whispered in my ear, did I really want to be, you know, studying, doing assessments, doing exams while 39 weeks pregnant? And to his credit, it's a good thing I didn't because we had our daughter at 39 weeks. Um, and her birth was really beautiful too. A different birth, she kind of, she was just in a hurry. She was just being who she is as a little soul. She was just unapologetically there and she wasn't waiting for anyone. Um, and while that birth was different, you know, I never even made it to the water. It was still like beautiful and it was calm. And like my postpartum experience is such a strong reflection of those births because I went into it fully trusting myself and my body and feeling calm and feeling like just so much love and so much like so bonded with my children um and so as soon as I was kind of able the next course became available I signed up and I did the training and that's what led me to here sounds amazing and I think it's obviously getting a lot more common now isn't it with hypnobirthing but I think you know, what does it entail? You know, do, do you start, at the, you know, when you first find out you're pregnant, do you start later on in your pregnancy? How does it work? So the kind of recommended window is sort of between 25 and 35 weeks to do the training so that it's fresh in your mind for when you're doing your practice. I mean, like if you really wanted to, you could do it earlier. I did with my son because our practitioner was going to be going to Europe. Um, so she wasn't going to be available. I think we did it when I was maybe 19 or 20 weeks. Um, and we still, like, it's definitely still an option. Um, and then, you know, you can do it. If you decided at 39 weeks, hang on a minute, I really want to try this. There's still time. Um, but that ideal window is kind of 25 to 35 weeks. So what kind of things would you do in the train? Is it about your breath? Is it, you know, because that's kind of like, you know, is it something you've got to practice every day? Is it because for me, I'm the same, like I would love to have a natural birth. I don't want pain relief. I think, you know, I would like gas and air there just in case. But I think mm -hmm. because I've never really experienced birth and I've got friends who have and, you know, I would I would love a water birth. Now in New mm -hmm. Zealand, I'm starting to realize there are birthing centers here. So you can kind of, you know, tailor your birth to how you want it. And, you know, from reading things online and seeing different people's experiences, I'm really spiritual. So I'd want my candles on and my crystals and I want sage. And, you know, I just think it's a personal experience for you, isn't it? And your baby. So, you know, in the training, what kind of things would they have you doing? So that's amazing that they've got birth centers over there. I think if you are looking for that kind of birth and you can find a birth center near you absolutely jump on it um and as far as the hypnobirthing um breath work is a big part of it um and we use it as a tool for 
calming ourselves down, but then also getting through surges and then also in the final stages of where you're sort of like pushing baby out. So breathwork is a tool that we utilize and teach, but there's, there's so much more to it. Um, like I kind of like to think of it as like, like you're reminding women of the innate wisdom that their body already has inside of it. And then you're either educating or re-educating women about how birth and pregnancy works on like a physiological level, what's actually happening in their body, what's happening with their hormones and how intervention or, you know, certain pain relief actually interferes with that. And once you interfere with it, that there's kind of a cycle that goes from there. You've kind of gone off the course of what your body knows how to do. So you're kind of more likely to stumble across other issues once you interfere so it's just educating women about that and about their choices and like I think there is like a a stigma that hypnobirthing mums have to do it without pain relief and you know they have to do it with the sage and the crystals and everything else and in my personal preference that's beautiful and that's amazing but you don't have to do that to have a really empowering birth you might want to have you know a really empowering cesarean or you might for you know medical reasons need to be induced and you can still have a really beautiful um birth um there's a a quote by Ina May and she actually says whenever and however you intend to give birth your experience will impact your emotions your mind your body and your spirit for the rest of your life and I think that that's why this is so important because whether it's a positive or a not positive experience it will follow you forever and it will change the way that you think it will change the way that you look at your body so the hypnobirthing course yeah it's basically like empowering you to to know more about your body and to get curious and to ask questions and to find the right care provider for you what's right for you isn't right for me isn't right for your neighbor isn't right for my sister Um, And it's about learning what those choices are and what that means for you. So there's a lot of that in the course. And then as the name suggests, there's obviously the hypnosis component of it. Um, And the hypnosis is done sort of in a few different ways um, for there's a few hypnosis tracks for kind of keeping yourself calm um, is hypnosis tracks for kind of getting you through when things are getting a bit more intense There's hypnosis tracks for helping you kind of progress and dilate. Um, And as far as the work that you need to do yourself at home after the course, it is really recommended that you practice this daily, sort of as often as you can. The more you put into it, the more that you'll get out of it. Um, So that's that's sort of the, the hypnobirthing course in a nutshell. Sounds amazing. So obviously you teach this as well. So you kind of help people on the course while they're taking it. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I teach the course, uh, it goes for 12 hours. So it's quite, um, quite extensive, but there's nothing in there that I think you can remove because it's all really beneficial. Um, and then after the course, whoever your practitioner is, you sort of have access to them in the lead up to your birth if you have questions or if you need help with um like if things sort of aren't going the way that you thought they were going to perhaps you've gone from being a really low risk mom to suddenly really high risk and things are just looking a little bit different and you need a little bit more support your hypnobirth practitioner will be there to guide you 
um, in the lead up to my son's birth, they were kind of whispering induction in my ear because they kept suggesting he was going to be small. And I pushed back on that because I didn't feel like he was. I'm only a really small person. So I didn't think that the suggestion that I should be having an average size baby was reasonable. Um, but our hypnobirth practitioner came over and she sat with us and she worked out a whole plan for if things were going to go down an induction route and she checked in with us and you know she was really great with sending us resources so that's what you can expect from your hypnobirth practitioner yeah because anything can change kind of as you're going through the different weeks and the trimesters I think for me I'm just excited to explore you know being pregnant and uh you know I've just become a stepmom because I've just moved here to New Zealand with Chris and you know, I love caring, you know, I love, I love being the mom. I've always been really maternal. And I remember being a kid, like, as you said, when you were younger, you had that kind of calling that you knew you're going to have, you know, no pain relief and you wanted to have a natural birth. And for me, I just knew I wanted kids and I just wanted to have babies and I wanted to just be the mom. And I remember like, mm -hmm. I'd invite friends around. I want to, you know, make them dinner. And I was always just that maternal matriarch of, of the family. And I still am. And I think with hypnobirthing I've always been drawn to it because of obviously you know the hypnosis that I do but I think it's just the for me as well like what you said earlier really resonated is that you are reminding women of the innate wisdom and power and strength within them and yes pain relief is there we're in the 21st century you know we have pain relief now it's different but I think you know two three four five hundred years plus they didn't have pain relief and you know they had to do it with their own strength and will and breath and I think it is and you probably resonate with this Ali is like we have lost a bit of that we've lost that strength we've lost that real that inner power that you know we're birthing you know these beautiful babies and and I think as well like for my partner's sake you know he's a scientist so he obviously has a big you know he's spiritual and he's got his science side and he like gets a little worried you know that I I would love a home birth I think a home birth would be amazing but a birth incentive for me would probably be you know if I do more research would be probably more beneficial but then he has the you know he's he's got a bit of the fears around what if something goes wrong you need a professional with you and I think for me I'm just very much if that's my calling and if that's what I'm if that's what's meant then that's probably what's meant for me if I had a calling and an intuition that says I should go to the hospital for this birth it's a it's my own intuition saying that then that's for me but I think as you said so much is going on in your body at that time it's you know hypnobirthing for me I, I would be connecting to that intuition and connecting to my baby and just asking the baby what what he or she needs you know, I, I think that's kind of a big part for me is that once I've got this baby growing inside me, when I'm meditating, I'm going to be really connecting to that, to that baby. And that's going to be a really wonderful experience. So with the hypnobirthing, you know, is, is there like, is there history to it? Is there any like origins from it? You know, when did it kind of start? Is it like something that's been done for a long time or is it kind of new, new in the last recent years? Yeah. So it's, it's not new at all like it's definitely got a longer history the term hypnobirthing doesn't kind of belong to any one like company or brand I guess um, it's just a, a method and a philosophy of birthing and like you were saying and I'm so glad to hear you say that you know you're going to be connecting and you're really going to be listening to that intuition because 
also like you suggested along the way we're we're becoming so disconnected from our intuition um and you know hypnobirthing really asks you to slow down and to listen and like being a, a clinical nurse I have that science side to me as well you know like I'm a spiritual person and I'm interested and I'm curious but I also really need to know the why and the how and the what and the when and I want to read studies that can verify things and like I love that side of things too and I think that's what's so beautiful about the hypnobirthing course is that it really marries the actual like the cold hard facts of this is what's happening in your body with and listen to your mind and listen to your spirit and honor those things. And with like the knowledge of both of those and with the honoring of your spirit, you really can create the birth that you were destined for and that our bodies were made for. And another, like another point that I wanted to make in relation to pain relief is that like, I'm not special. Like there is nothing special about me or about my body that meant that I could do it without pain relief and that you can't. Um, you know, like our bodies are incredible and I'm in awe of our bodies, but they're also not special. You know, all women's bodies were created very, very similarly. And we were created from our head to our toes to birth. That's really, you know, the, the purpose of the woman form is birthing and breathing, uh, breastfeeding and mothering. And so if we actually stop and pay attention to that and move away from kind of how off track we've gotten with birth, we can you know, start reclaiming our power and start reclaiming that birth is beautiful and it's not a medical situation. It's a really natural thing. You know, it's the same as um, there's a, a quote by Virginia DeOrio and she says, just as a woman's heart knows how to pump and her lungs to fill with air and her hand to pull back from fire, so her body knows how to birth. Mm. And I think that's so powerful. You don't question your ability to breathe you don't question whether you get up in the morning if your legs are going to move and in the same way when you're pregnant you're not going to go to the doctor every day to verify that baby has grown their fingernails and that they've grown their you know 10 toes you just trust that your body's doing it but somehow we've gotten to a point where we trust in our body to do everything until we get to birth and then we throw our hands up and say I couldn't possibly do this without a doctor and while, you know, doctors are incredible and they are so helpful when we need them, but in a healthy birth that's going well, there isn't actually any need for a doctor. I mean, I, I personally would want one near-ish for if I needed them, but they, they don't need to be in the room. And in a, in a perfect world, in a perfect birth, you actually won't really even see your doctor. Yeah. I love what you said about in the, you know, in the womb, the baby's fingernails are growing and that's something that Wayne Dyer talks about he says you know this this energy and this intelligence that is growing your fingernails that you can't see you can't touch it and it's it's always doing it you know it's growing your hair it's I just think it's just that it's just it's so magical and I think you know I think like you said we've just gone into this like fast-paced world right now where like you know for me, I want to enjoy every single day of pregnancy. A few of my friends who've had babies, you know, they said it just went by so fast. And mm. I think a lot of women too, you know, find pregnancy sometimes hard because of the sickness and the nausea and, you know, different things that they're going through. But I think that's, that again is part of your body. It's your body's changing. And I think, 
you know, it's, even though it can be difficult and, you know, different symptoms will come up and your cravings and things, it's, it's actually going in, inside and intuitively and say, why do I have that craving? Is it because the baby's got, you know, this mineral deficiency, you know, whatever it is, you can just go, there's layers of it and layers of it. You know, the cravings are coming from the baby. That might be because it, you know, it needs something, it needs a boost of something. You know, I don't know all those things, but you do you know, you do and your baby does. And, you know, from like, listen to my spiritual teachers, babies are the most purest energy, you know, especially when they're born. And I love when Wayne Dyer talks about, you know, those nine months that you're growing in your mom's tummy, you have nothing to worry about. Everything is sorted for you. And then we come out and then the parents say, thanks God, now I'm going to take over, you know, and then you forget that actually it's the same for life as well. You know, those nine months that you're in your mum's tummy, everything was already made for you. And it's the same for life. You know, it's the same till the day you die. It's everything's meant for you. And that kind of on a tangent goes into like, you know, fate and destiny and the things that you want to manifest into your life, you know, they're on the way to you. So I know that whatever birth I'm supposed to have, it was meant for me. And I know that I do have friends that have had really difficult births and lost blood and they couldn't have more children after that. But, you know, I say to them, that's meant for you and honor that, you know, honor that that's your path. And that's where I'm at right now. You know, I'm happy to have, you know, two, three children, but if I'm only meant to have one, I'm so happy with that. So I think it is about, like you said, I mentioned earlier about the fast pace, like we've just gone into this fast paced society now where everything's like, hurry, 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 rush, rush. But like you said, just slowing down, get, you know, stepping away from the masculine a little bit and stepping into the feminine and just how can I be, you know, my partner is a reproduction expert. So he, his PhD is in horses and reproduction. So he obviously studied all mammals. So he knows exactly what's going on in my body when I'll be pregnant. So he's like nine months, you just do nothing, just chill. Cause his speciality was stress in pregnancy you know, how stress was really damaging for the baby, you know, more so than food and alcohol and cigarettes, things like that. Stress is probably the silent one. And uh, so he's like, you know, no stress, you just sit, do nothing, you know, and I think that's, I'm really going to honor that part of me just being, and I know I'm going to just want to just read books and watch films and, you know, on pregnancies and birthing. And that's what I'm excited about. Cause I'm kind of prepping myself right now. Cause I know I'm going to be pregnant in the next two years. So that leads me on to a question of as hypnobirthing is a course you do when you're pregnant, is there anything you can do prior to getting pregnant? Cause I know like for me, I have done womb healing um, and you know, other things that can help me with getting pregnant, obviously, but for women who are like not pregnant yet and they kind of really like interested in it, is there anything that they can do prior to that? I would say a really great place to start. And you sort of mentioned it when you were talking about your, um, partner is the um, understanding of your cycle and tuning into what's happening in your cycle and how it makes you feel and what your response really should be to that like are you feeling energized then like go for a walk and enjoy the outdoors but if you feel like you just want to curl up in a ball do that too because that's what your body's asking you to do so I think that's a really helpful practice to get into prior to um, falling pregnant because like you mentioned you know people have sickness and like I really believe that if someone gets hit by morning sickness and I was one of them that it is a wake-up call to slow down 
because when you are that sick, you really can't do much else. And if, you know, if I hadn't have been sick, there's no way I would have slowed down like I did. And so now when I reflect, I go, well, that's obviously what my babies both needed. And that's obviously what my body needed. And so I'm sure it gave me a few whispers and I didn't listen. And so then I got struck with a little morning sickness and I didn't have a choice but to listen. So I think tuning into your body is really helpful. And the other thing which we use really heavily in hypnobirthing, which I think is helpful in preconception, is um, affirmations. And, you know, really writing out. And I love the way that you say, I know I'm going to be pregnant in the next two years. Like There is no doubt. Like you are not letting you're not letting the universe even question whether that's happening for you. Like that is happening for you. And that's a really powerful tool for your pregnancy. And also we use it in labor. So if you can get into that habit before, it's only going to do wonderful things for you. Um, You know, just thinking like, you know, my body is fertile. My womb is the perfect environment for my baby. You know, those sorts of things where you're just telling your body this is what's happening and I know that you are the perfect body for me and the perfect body for my baby and you know pregnancy will happen when it's meant to happen for me and you know the pregnancy will be a viable pregnancy and it will be a healthy pregnancy and then I think you know kind of the stock standard response to that which I think people really need to like listen to is to start paying attention to what you're consuming So I mean like, you know, food, drink, but also what you're listening to, what you're reading, what you're seeing on social media, like really tune into what it is that you're taking in. Have you somehow ended up following an account that's all about pregnancy loss? You know, you probably don't want to be looking at that. Or are you following a heap of accounts that are about IVF and, you know, that's not a route that you want to go down? like just unfollow them and you know think about the foods you're eating are those foods how do they translate to you know how hospitable your womb's going to be and what's that doing to your hormones and are you getting enough fat because it's really really tricky to conceive and to hold a pregnancy if you don't have enough you know fat in your body and I don't mean like you know go and gorge on donuts every day I mean like have a look at the good fats are they are you getting enough in are you hydrating yourself enough? Are you moving? Um, it's actually making me really giddy that you're talking about this because one of my big goals has been to, um, it makes me emotional talking about it because one of my main goals has been to, like, I want to get really upset because it's like, it's resonating with me because I'm doing the work right now is one of my big goals was to, to, you know, losing weight has always been something that I wanted to kind of, you know, gain but I stopped worrying about the metrics and I stopped worrying about, you know, how much, how many inches have I lost and things like that. And instead, one of my main goals, cause I was separated from my partner for 18 months. So I had a lot of time to think about what I truly want a lot of time to kind of integrate healing and do a lot of trauma work. Now I had a lot of trauma with my bowels as a, as a child. And then in later teens, I had a lot of issues with my reproduction not nothing major, but just certain things, you know, and I had to have, you know, when my, my pap test, my smears, they came back abnormal a few times, but I actually healed them by doing the womb healing. And one of the main things I've been saying to myself is that I want to lose weight. I want to be stronger. I want to be healthier for my baby before I get pregnant. And that's a big goal of mine right now is because I want my 
body to be in a better shape and to be in a better health before I get pregnant. So that's been a huge motivation for me. And one thing as well with, as I mentioned about, you know, the affirmations of I am going to get pregnant in the next two years. That's something that I've always kind of, you know, held strong is, you know, five years ago, I would, I would have put my, myself down because I'd had all these reproduction issues uh, as a younger, uh, you know, my late teens. And then that, that spurred me on to think, oh, well, I'm going to have a hard time getting pregnant because I've had X, Y, Z problem where I didn't let it. I just thought, no, like that's, that was part of my journey. I had to heal younger in my younger years to be you know because I'm 32 in September and you know I think it's a great age to now get pregnant and my partner's a lot older than me but he's you know he's you know he's got two children and he's like the best dad ever he's so he's so paternal which is great so you know you know I could have let those issues really just make me feel like crap and oh I'm gonna struggle getting pregnant and you know all that kind of stuff and I haven't I've 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 kind of honored those issues and that I've actually got through them and I'm healthy now. And I want to carry on being healthy. And like you said about the, the healthy fats, you know, I'm putting avocados in my smoothies, my flaxseed oils in my smoothies, you know, I'm really being healthy and, you know, I'm, I'm cutting back on the inflammation. I've cut gluten out my diet. I'm trying to cut down the dairy. So, you know, I'm really trying hard to be healthy and every day I'm, you know, introducing new things. I've started running, you know, light running, so what's exciting for me as you're talking about it is last about a year ago I was doing a lot of channeling work and it was really it was quite an emotional thing that happened is that I actually connected to my daughter and she Aww. and she, you know and it was so weird because I always knew I'd have a girl I just knew because I'm such a Disney fanatic and I always just knew I'd have a little girl so she could be a little princess and Chris and I were doing a lot of meditations and connection. And I remember that she just came through this door in, in the meditation. It was like, you know, really deep meditation. And she was like, I'm ready, hurry up. You know, I really want to come to earth. I'm, you know, and she was just this soul ready to come to earth. And she said, I've chose you and I've chose, I've chose dad. And, and, you know, it just, it was so beautiful. And we connected to her for quite a while when we were separated. And that kept us really like, just high energy and it was such because she's such a, a spiritual soul like it was just so beautiful to watch her in in the spirit realm and I've never really spoke about that on the podcast so it was quite nice to just say it say it out loud now and you know I haven't connected to her a lot lately you know because I think because since Chris and I have been back together physically I think she was just there to kind of keep you know just in between just the fun and the love between us you know because she she brought a lot of joy in, in from that spirit side so even that, you know, you can connect to your children, even though they're not here yet. And I think that's kind of something that you need to open your mind to that possibility because it is, and it's, you know, she might be, she might be my first, she might be my second. I don't know, but I, you know, I connect to her and her, her energy was just beautiful. So it just spurs me on to keep, you know, keep being healthy and keep pushing myself to be in a better position. That's so powerful too. I love that. I really love that. When I, um, when we were having our children, we found out the gender and my husband and I had been together for um, eight years before we had our son. And within maybe six months of knowing each other, we said, we're talking about children as you do it, you know, 20 years old, um, talking about having children. And we just said, 
yeah, we're going to have one boy and one girl and the little boy will be first and his name will be Ezra. And then we'll have a little girl and we didn't have a name for her yet, but we knew that she would come next. And we always said the little boy will look just like my husband and the little girl will look just like me. And in birth and in pregnancy, it was so powerful to use their names and to really connect to them, like to replace the word baby in affirmations with his name and with her name. There's something like with that true connection of like not just any baby, like our baby, the one that we love and the one that we've known that we were going to meet forever. There's something so powerful knowing that like you are at the cusp of like holding that little soul that you've been thinking about. So I love that you've done so much of that work already. Well, yeah, I we've been telling ourselves for the last two years that we're going to have a girl first and her name. So her name's going to be Belle, Belle Aurora, which is Beautiful Dawn, because mm-hmm. Beauty, Beauty and the Beast is my favourite Disney movie, so she's always going to be called Belle. So Belle Aurora. And then, we, you know, I connected to this, but I think we're going to have twins for the second mm-hmm. because Chris has triplets in his family and there's just something about, I don't know what it is, but there's just something about having a boy and a girl and I've picked their names and we've started to connect to those before, you know, they're not as strong as Belle, but when, when you think about it, like they're actually not here in the physical form, but that's the same as when someone leaves this earth, when they've died, you know, the soul mm-hmm. goes back to where the babies are, you know, so it's, it's that constant cycle. And I think people just forget that even though, you know, we want to connect with people who we've lost in a sense, physically, they're never lost. You know, you just can't physically see them. We have this huge attachment to physical things and we have to let go of the physical. It's so hard because we're having this human experience and we love the physical. We love kissing our partners. We love hugging our children. And it's knowing that your children were somewhere before they came through you and they're in that source energy and you have the Mm -hmm. power, you know, all of you listening have the power to connect to that intuitively. So if you want to have children, you know, just start to meditate and get quiet and ask, ask your spirit babies to come in and talk to you and give you information because Belle would give us so much information of how, what she's going to like, what she's going to be like, She's going to be a little diva, a little sassy diva. And she's going to be like so spiritual. She's going to love Disney because, you know, like you said, I've, I've, I'm saying her name. I'm saying what she's going to be like. I'm saying she's going to love this and she's going to love horses like her dad. And that it's so, it's so exciting because you are manifesting your baby and that's you, you can manifest money, wealth, you know, partners, you can manifest anything you want into your life. And that includes babies. That includes, you know, an extension of you. So, you know, don't limit yourself to what you can manifest and the things you truly desire, because, you know, Chris always says, you know, he looks at his two boys, he's like, they're, they're my DNA, they're a part of me. And it's, you know, I can just imagine how that feels and watching my sister give birth to, I didn't watch her give birth, but I was with her when she started getting the contractions and she gave birth last February. So COVID was still quite you know, heated then. So it was, you know, she couldn't have people in in the hospital with her. Her birth was, was okay. She did really well. She just had gas in her and, you know, really proud of her. And I remember her waking me up and she had, she's getting contractions and just being able to sit with her. You know, I was, I was sat on the toilet while she was over the sink and she had this app that, you know, was doing the breathing and out. And she said, the breath 
helped her through the whole thing. And it was really nice to be able to watch my sister do that, even though she's not really spiritual. She did the breath work and, you know, her coming home with my little niece was just, you know, watching that was so magical. So mm-hmm. I got hands-on experience too, which is great. So, you know, when I have my babies, it's going to be really special. And I've always known that. I've always known I'll have just a little girl of my own. So very exciting. It is very exciting. Do you think you'll have more children? Um, unless we are definitely really, really meant to. Uh, my husband's had a vasectomy, so okay, <laughs> it would take some a pretty um, powerful little soul mm. to make it here. Yeah, <laughs> that's quite. Yeah, no, we've always, we've always known that we just wanted to. Like we've always spoken about the boy, the girl, and. Like I mentioned before, how we always just said they'd look just like us. And it's actually like spooky how much they look like us. People stop us and just go like, wow. (laughs) Um, You know, like family on my side who were obviously around when I was a baby, look at my daughter and they're just like, honestly, it's like watching you playing. Um, So it's just amazing. Like when you, like you said, when you tune in, you know, back then I wasn't really, you know, a particularly spiritual person, but I think back then we kind of just, you think that these ideas are just coming to you, but when you actually reflect on it, you go, there was so much more to that. Like we were actually being given this information, we're being shown this information, you know, like there's so many variations of what, you know, whether you have a boy and a girl or a girl and a girl or a boy and a boy and ages and how they're going to look there's so many variations that I find it hard to believe that we would have exactly what we spoke about by pure chance when you manifest it that's how powerful it is mm. mm-hmm. it's just that's it's just so magical I think as I think I get excited because I'm I'm so different to what I was 10 years ago and I think I've got so much wisdom and knowledge to share with my children you know I do with my step my stepchildren as much as I can they're 11 and 7 you know I, I do try and you know help them to connect to kindness and you know their emotions and things like that and I think you know once I find out I'm pregnant I'm going to be just like diving straight into all the books that people have recommended there is one lady mm-hmm. that I follow you probably know her because she's Australian uh Teresa Palmer mm-hmm. the, uh, she's like my like I just love her so much as an actress she's in one of my favorite series Discovery of Witches like I love her in that and she's got four children and she's you know she's just such a beautiful mother and I think you know all the books she's co-written with her with her friends and all that you know she's just she's just a for me she's like the perfect mom even though there's no such thing she's just she's like an inspirational mom for me you know and I you know I just want to be like her and that you know that's I'd love to connect that's I'm trying to manifest something like connecting with her one day or speaking to her on the podcast one day because she really is one of my really spiritual inspirations for motherhood and mm-hmm. my partner knows that I know she's Australian so Teresa Palmer I'm, I'm calling you in to you know to to help with pregnancy at some point but yeah she really does inspire me especially you know the one thing I will do is buy her book but I think she was into hypnobirthing as well. I have to kind of read more of her story, but 
you know, I think that's a, that's a good thing, isn't it? It's finding people who inspire you, like you said, you know, and follow, and follow the pages that are quite, you know, negative. It's the same with anything in life. It's, I follow her because I see a, a newest little baby and she's just the image of her and she's so cute. And I just think that makes me so excited to have babies. So, you know, uh, you know, I get married at the end of the year. So we're waiting till after that just to enjoy my wedding night and, you know, mm-hmm. my wedding day and not have to worry about not getting into my wedding dress. <laughs> so it's just all exciting for me. And I think when I connect to that, you know, in the next two years, I'm going to become a mom. It just, it, it actually makes me emotional saying it out loud, you know, cause I don't say it out loud enough. Mm. And it is like, it's so powerful finding those, you know, people, whether they're people you, you know, Mm. you know friends or family or people you don't know but finding those people and really kind of immersing yourself in that and finding books and just immersing yourself in those books and you know like although you know with my second um with my my daughter I had a toddler to look after as well and you know you you ask any mum if they've got enough time in the day and the answer is always no but being pregnant whilst looking after him I always had time to read the books I wanted to read because like you couldn't pull me away from them because it was so important to me and it felt like the right place for me to be and you know I just wanted to know as much as I could and I wanted to read you know there's so many good books out there that have really positive birth stories in them and if you can flood your mind with that you change the way that your brain like the literal anatomy of your brain changes when you think about birth. Um, you know, in our culture, birth is viewed like not in a great way. Like people say, oh, it's beautiful and it's miraculous, but the actual like birthing and laboring, like people immediately kind of have a fear response to it based on what we see and what we hear. And like as as a culture, we're not really around birth and labor until it's our own. And then you're left with, you know, what you've seen in movies or the horror story that, I don't know, Beryl decided to tell you at the supermarket. Um, that's kind of what you've got with you. And so your body is like going into this huge experience and it's already scared. So I don't know how women expect to have a really positive outcome and for you know to avoid things like birth trauma for themselves and their babies when they're going into something only filled with fear and not having knowledge and kind of giving their power away to whoever's in the room because although you know the doctors and the midwives will do you know quote unquote you know the best thing what's the best thing in their mind might not be the best thing for you and for your baby and you will know that I was just going to say as well, like you said about connecting to yourself, if I was to have a baby 10 years ago, I would have been in fear because I wasn't connected to myself. You know, I wasn't, I was still immature. I hadn't done any healing. So where I am now, much wiser, much older and experienced and done a lot of healing and, you know, connected spiritually. I don't have fear of birth because I know my body's meant to give birth. My body is exactly as it's, I'm so, I honor my body. And, you know, I did a lot of self-love a couple of years ago and there are days where, you know, I do feel a little crappy when I'm due on my period or, you know, we all have those days and I just think, okay, my body just wants to just curl up in a ball, as you said, and I honor, I honor whatever day that is. And as you mentioned about, 
connecting to your cycle. I am very connected to my cycle. So I, you know, I'm, I'm not on contraception. I haven't been for about three years and I was on contraception since I was 12. So I was put on the pill at 12 because I started early and that was very painful for me every month. So I would, the pill helped with that. And I remember being on the pill for like probably 16 years. And that's a long time, you know? So coming off it, I remember my spiritual journey had just probably started a year before coming off the pill. And I remember meditating and the message was clear to come off the pill and that coming off the pill would elevate my spiritual journey because I'm getting rid of a toxin, not exactly a toxin, but I'm getting rid of something that isn't meant for my body. And I kid you not, after about a month, two months of take, not taking the pill anymore, my cycle went back to normal after a month. My spiritual journey just elevated like you wouldn't believe. So I'm not telling anyone to come off the pill. This is not like, this is just ha- exactly what I'm trying to say is that my body didn't want it in my body anymore. And my whole body has changed since coming off the pill as well, you know, and that day comes my first day of my period is painful as hell, but I sit with it and I know that my body can get through it. And what I always think is I can get through this because contractions are going to be a lot worse and my body can handle it and I'm strong. And I've tried to stop taking painkillers now as well. Like whenever I get my period, my partner's like, do you want some paracetamol? And I go, nope, I'm going to breathe through it. I'm going to just get some popcorn, sit on the, sit on the couch, watch a movie and just, you know, distract my mind and just allow myself to just, you know, it's just a day. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just interesting how now I'm so ready for pregnancy because I'm at a spiritual place where, you know, fear could creep in, but I just don't allow it. And I let mm-hmm. fear just stay at the door as my ego stays at the door, you know, and I know that my body and my spirit and everything's going to be magical on that day of when I do give birth so I think again it's that you know positive mindset and you know if you are looking to get pregnant in the next couple of years I would just say you know do the spiritual work do the healing connect meditate because that's going to help you as well where you are letting go of the fear Mm -hmm. yeah I would agree with you 100% there and I can definitely relate to that sudden knowing that the pill isn't for you I'd been on it for maybe 11 years when I came off and it's like I was sitting there and then one day I was just like, I, I don't even know myself. Yeah. You know, I went on this so young. I don't know, you know, my hormones without them being interfered with. I don't know my body without it being interfered with. I don't know my mind. Like I don't know who I am in a physical and mental and even spiritual sense because the, the time that I wasn't on this, I was a child. And I'm not a child anymore. So I don't, I don't know myself. And while it was sort of scary, it was just like this immediate, like, I know this isn't for me. And I just took myself off the pill. And then it was a similar thing with um, deciding to fall pregnant. Like we always knew that we wanted children. It was a very clear thing for both of us. But one day it was like, you know, it started just as like a little whisper, like, you're going to have children, you need to have children. And then a week later, it was like, a, like someone was like screaming, like, you need to have children. And I know that other people have felt that. And I wonder if that's your body saying to you, like, now is the perfect time for you. Because, yeah, with, it's, you know, for me, it's whispering at the moment, because I know it's kind of coming up to that. And my partner's like, just wait a little bit longer, because, you know, he wants to just 
and we want to enjoy our time together we've just had 18 months away from each other and I you know I want to have just a bit some selfish time with him you know just reconnecting and and doing our, our spiritual stuff but yeah the whispers come in it's getting louder and louder and I think I always had this innate wisdom that as I said when I was younger I was always the maternal one and I always like had all my Barbies and my, my teddies and I'd have, I'd have to look after them all. And, you know, it's, it's beautiful to watch little girls, isn't it? Like they just have this maternal instinct already in them when they want dolls and they have like a kitchen, and they want to give you tea and it's so cute. And I think as well for me is it's just, it's just such a magical experience. And I think when it does happen for me, I know it's going to be per- that purple divine timing Mm-hmm. But I think I've always known that once I have my first, it's going to, like you said, it changes you forever. It really does change you forever. And I think, you know, your hormones completely change, you completely change. And I know that when I become, a, a, you know, I'm a stepmom, but when I can become a mother to my own children, I just think it's going to excel and excel my life in different areas. You know, I, I may get into hypnobirthing because I do hypnosis. I don't know, but I've always had this call into when I once I've had a baby I think I'm going to help women you know connect to that your body is powerful you can do this in the womb and you know kind of things like that so I'm excited to see where where motherhood takes me yeah it's um it's so true that it's just it's so transformational like I heard a a quote once and I can't think of it kind of word word for word but it sort of says in labor um mothers kind of leave this earth and they go to collect the souls of their children um and I've always just thought like what a beautiful way to see it that you you know you leave yourself you go and collect your children and you safely bring them back kind of to this earth together and that is like the beginning of your transformation like all of a sudden it's not you it's them you know there's so much more to you and there's so much so much transformation that happens and so much that you so much that you thought mattered that doesn't matter and so much that you didn't think mattered does matter like it's it's such a such a pivotal moment for women and that kind of brings me back to the the hypnobirthing is do you want to start this journey this pivotal journey for you and your baby from a place of trauma yeah that's you know if you just kind of go oh I don't want to be difficult you know the hospital knows what they're doing the midwives know what they're doing you kind of put your hands up in the air and say you know I trust the system that's all well and good but you're also putting your hands up and saying I give away my power and I don't care how my journey begins like you you can reclaim all of that and you can have the birth that you want and if you're careful in your care providers, there will be no pushback. They will be right there beside you making that happen for you. Like I think about the birth of our daughter, which was just super speedy from start to finish. She was a, an hour and 42 minutes. Wow. And yeah, I I hadn't even kind of connected that like it was really happening. You know, I could feel what was happening in my body and I knew what was happening, but like the mental, like, you know, logical mind was saying it's only been an hour and 40 minutes. I don't think, you know, you're going to birth yeah, your, yeah. your daughter. But having the care providers that we did, our midwife 
was working so hard to try and fill the birth pool. It's like she was willing the water to come out of the tap quicker than it possibly could because she knew that that was something that we really valued. And it just shows that with the right people, they will do everything they can to give you that birth. And while we birthed in a hospital, there is nothing that I would change about it. You know, like they were hands off, even in the birth of my son, they were hands off. And, you know, we had our babies and then we spent, you know, as much time as we wanted just cuddling them and everything was, you know, from the food that we ate to like the lighting in the room, the essential oils that we had, the way people were speaking, it was everything that we wanted because we made our intention clear. Yeah. Like there was no, there was no confusion for a single soul that entered that room for the type of birth that we were after and the type of people that we were. And I think that's what you need to do at the beginning of your pregnancy journey. I had um, someone really, really early into their pregnancy journey. Um, she was asking me advice on care providers and, you know, public versus private and all those sorts of questions the other day. And I said, before you even look down that route, you need to work out what your highest value in pregnancy and birth is mm-hmm. and then work from there. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't, you can't pick your care provider until it is you know what you really, really, really want. Yeah. I liked how you mentioned trauma as well because, you know, I believe when you heal your trauma, you heal your maternal line because because since I did my trauma healing, you know, I, I felt my, me and my mom were close, but I, I, you know, I felt the closeness even more and I think my mom became more curious of what I do because they respect what I do they they're not spiritual but they my mom I I know for a fact my mom is intuitive you know I know she as we all are but I know my mom is is and I just think I wish she would connect to it and she may do you know she may do and I hope she does and I think you know it's nice before I left the UK we had a lot of time because I moved back in with my parents because I'd sold my house and it was nice to be able to connect with my mom in that way and one thing I wanted to mention as well was when I was doing a lot of womb healing, there was something that came up in my meditation, which was so powerful. And I'd always felt closer to my dad. And I don't know why, but you know, I was always a daddy's girl. And I think I could tell that bothered my mom. You know, I, I, I could tell it bothered her and it was, and it bothered me because I didn't want to be like that. But I started to realize that with the trauma, you know, I, I, there was something that I wanted to connect to and I couldn't think of it. So when it was meditating, I was like, what, you know, what is it with, with the, the closeness to my mom and my dad? And the message that came through was when I was three weeks early. So I was a cesarean and there was something about, I didn't get the first skin on skin with my mom. What happened was I'd been passed to my dad straight away and my mom didn't get me straight, you know, uh, straight away so I think that's why I had that connection with my with my dad but when I asked my mum that you know I didn't realize that's what happened I just had the vision I had the vision of coming out my mum's tummy and I'd been passed to my dad and I was being weighed because I was you know I was only five pounds so I was only a small baby but I, I remember speaking it was years ago I remember just my mum was ironing upstairs and I went upstairs and I said mom I've been doing some healing work and I wanted to just know what happened at my birth you know I know I was early but did did they pass me straight to you and she said no they, you went to your dad it was a while before I could hold you and I know that initial bond was you know and we just both we both started crying 
and we just hugged each other and it was just such a healing moment for me and then ever since then me and my mum have just been a lot closer and it's been so nice and each time I do healing each time I, I explore things you know I can see the curiosity in my mum coming through so you know you don't realize how powerful you your healing is you know from all different levels mm-hmm. and that's um that's a really um good thing to touch on there is that women that have kind of experienced birth trauma you know with their first baby that like hypnobirthing and it doesn't have to be hypnobirthing there are other you know modalities but doing the work to have a different experience the second time can be so healing for you and so healing for your children and you know like I'm a really firm kind of advocate for kind of mindfully changing the dialogue that we use around birth and how like like the impacts for us and for our children and for the generations to come and just like what a what a beautiful gift to leave behind is to change the narrative for our family in the way that birth is viewed you know like I want my daughter to be like so excited over the thought of giving birth and to feel you know like she's really honoring her body and to be one with her body and not feel like she has to fight it and then you know for my son if he chooses to marry a female and they choose to have children I want him to just like kind of be like the ultimate birth partner you know like to really like honor his wife's body and to just you know like know how to make her feel safe in what's happening and you know like birth is obviously going to be a a big dialogue in our house and I love that and I love what that means for my children and you know even what they can impart onto their friends and just how different we can make this it's so beautiful so the last two questions I want to ask you have nothing to do with hypnobirthing (laughs) have nothing to do with what we've been talking about but as I mentioned on my previous episodes I just like asking them because it's nice to see what your answer would be. And it just shows how unique we are and what we have to offer and how we are, you know, we all have different purposes. We all have different things to, to help the planet with. So the first question, and you can pause and think about it because I know it's such a hard question. If you had a magic wand, how would you use it to save our planet? So I think I would use my magic wand to sprinkle sprinkle a bit of kindness on everyone like it probably seems like a bit of a shallow answer but I think from the moment we exist to the moment you know we leave this this earth if everything was done by everyone with kindness we would see a completely different world yeah I like that answer it's like imagine like just fairy dust coming down everybody and just yeah it'd be so nice because that's that's what's needed yeah imagine like babies being received into the world and all they have is like kindness from you know the midwives or whoever's present and their mum is kind and their father is kind and their friends and family are kind and then this beautiful soul will grow up feeling all that kindness and they that kindness yeah it's just like this beautiful thing that we're just if everything was done with kindness, I think we would see a lot of, a lot of change. Like we'd, we'd see peace. I think, I think that's where peace, like kindness and love are the same thing, aren't they? It's just that love and 
You know, Mm -hmm. if that's all they knew, it's like Wayne Dye says, you can't give away what you don't have. So if all you have is kindness, it's all you have to give away. So yeah, it's a good one. Fill them up with kindness, sprinkle it over them. Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. that. The second question, Ali, is what three things do you think humans can do right now to raise their consciousness? So I think the first one would be to block out the noise around you and to look within. Mm -hmm. I think that would be the first one. The second one would probably be to get curious. So to not just accept the information that's being given to us or not just accept what we see, but to um, kind of ask questions and see where the information's coming from. And then it kind of ties into my third one, which would be for people to reflect on their own responses and to see like why, why and how did I respond the way that I did? Because, you know, in so many situations, we perceive things the way that they weren't meant to be perceived mm. and what it could mean for our own consciousness if we actually kind of evaluated where we're coming from and kind of removed our own bias and our own kind of, like a, not necessarily remove our experience through life because that's important, but to actually like, I guess, to get out of your ego. Yeah. And to things you know sort of as they are which sounds like it kind of counteracts the thing where I'm saying don't see things as they are but it's like you know like remove the noise but actually see things as they are yeah I love that it's uh great feedback yeah people could take that it's it actually kind of that's like a nice little confirmation of my new membership that I'm starting next month it's called pause with Pippa so it's about pausing mm-hmm. before you react and pausing before you let your ego creep in, pausing before you, you know, say something. So I think people, you know, pausing in all in all areas of your life can really just make such a difference because we can react so quickly with things. And I think it's about that changing from reacting to responding. And I think pausing helps you to respond more gracefully and kind, you know, kindly. So that's a nice little nice little confirmation that I think the membership is going to be amazing for people. So I love chatting to you. I was kind of, I had no idea what we, what we were going to talk about. I just kind of wanted to know about hypnobirthing and it's actually made me so excited to God, when Chris comes home, he's going to be like, okay, I can tell you've been talking about pregnancy. And so <laughs> yeah, it's given me a lot of light. I'm very, very excited for my journey and I'm definitely going to be reaching out to you when I'm pregnant. So yeah, that's just amazing. And thank you so much for your knowledge and what you do. Thank you so much for having me. I've absolutely loved talking to you. Thanks so much, Ali. What I'm going to do is put all your notes on links in the show notes. So I will, yeah, anything that you want me to add on there, I can just put in. But anyone who's listening, you want to reach out to Ali, just find her on, what's your Instagram handle, Ali? It's hypnobirthing with Ali cool and yeah I'll put that in the show notes as well so I hope you've enjoyed it guys I've loved it every single minute and I can't wait for you to listen if you did enjoy it please leave a five-star review and share it with your friends if you've got any friends who are pregnant or friends who want to get pregnant just share this episode with them and I hope you have a magical day wherever you are thanks guys Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition 
and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.